Shut up and sit down. <laughs> here we go, here we go, here we go, and there we went. That was the worst intro we've ever done. Welcome once Did again guys... to Heard That. Did you Welcome. guys all yell, here we go? If you're watching video right now, you'll notice there's a few more of us than normal. And also Ty's here. Everybody say yeah, hi if... to Ty. Hi, if you're watching. Okay, good. Everybody good. Good, good, good. Ty's here? <laughs> Ty's here. Yeah, well, he's not here. He's here in spirit oh. and in video and in audio. Um, but not in the ways that matter. Not in the huggable, kissable, touchable ways. Yeah. He's just here in the ways that don't really matter that don't um, really matter voice and, and appearance welcome to heard that uh <laughs> your favorite your favorite podcast for finding new bands and hanging out with your buddies yeah and I, we've got a lot of buddies a lot of buddies today i'm your buddy derek i'm your buddy jordan i'm your buddy ty i'm your buddy aaron i'm your buddy justin lord and savior justin foxworth who the fuck is aaron <laughs> Oh, Aaron is our good friend that we've, I think, referenced a couple times now on the show because he provides us often with the most incredible album reviews out of nowhere. Uh, he was a big part of my inspiration to start this podcast uh, or, or to uh, go with this subject matter because he makes me laugh so hard. Uh, I've tried and tried and tried, and now I finally got him on the show. So. I'm very proud of myself. Uh, I think even though my mom said that she's disappointed in me, I think this might change her mind. Guys, what do we think? I think so. Okay, great. So we're going to dive headfirst into it. As you know, end of the month, uh, that means that this is our classics episode. Classics. Classics. Uh, Ty, that's a beautiful fan, but we can't see you anymore. Oh, sorry. I had to move my <laughs> I forgot you're all watching me. So what we're going to be doing is we're each going to go through like we always do and pull out an album that we personally think is a classic and then uh, make our defense to the group as to why we think it's a classic. So yeah, uh, I'm not throwing any stones yet, but I think that I think that there's a certain someone who I may disagree with today. Hi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Just messing with you, buddy. All right, let's get it going. Let's get it going. Why? Why wait? Um, so I'm gonna go first hey. because I'm the most special of all of us. Um, this is a a little group that some of you might know of called Future Islands. Uh, they are super, super cool. They've been around for literally 100 years, uh, 10 years to be more specific. Um, and they were really nobodies for a really long time. And then they had one performance on Letterman, uh, Letterman, legendary. Some of you older mm. folks may know, um, used to be very well known for having really cool bands on his show and always complimenting their drum sets. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys seen that video? Oh, yeah. It's just like a super cut of him congratulating every drummer on their drums. Is that yours? Are those your drums? That's a nice set of drums. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Anyway, so Future Islands goes on that show and does a performance of this song, actually. And it was incredible, obviously. They're an incredible band. Um, but they, they got... They did their normal thing, which is so synthesizer slash keys player, bassist, and drummer, and then vocals. That's their setup. The vocals are the only thing that moves on stage, and he moves like a freaking lunatic. Like he just did enough shrooms to kill a horse. That's the kind of movement we're talking about. And he's just swaying and bobbing around, doing his thing, and it was infectious. They picked up overnight, 
um, and gained a, a much bigger following than they had had previously, uh, which is good because their songs deserve to be heard. Now, here's the downside, right? So this album um, is the album, again, that they kind of really picked up on. It's called Singles. And it came out in 2014, two years ago, almost three years ago, because it was early 2014. Yeah. Um, and they've not done really anything since. They released a couple singles. Uh, I think they were actually remakes of some older material. But And then they pulled that album from Spotify. And now huh. this is their most recent thing, which this is incredible. But uh, they've kind of a little bit dropped off the, off the radar, as it were. Their vocalist uh, just dropped a song with the jazz trio Bad Bad Not Good. No I don't way. know if you've ever heard of them. I've not but heard yeah, of them. Yeah, he did a song with them, and it's okay. so tight. They're jazz, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. You know, <laughs> jazz goes everywhere. <laughs> jazz, right? Jazz? Oh, gosh. Jazz. Season two of Broad City. Go watch it. Anyways, this band, in my opinion, is super, super cool, and they combine a lot of really interesting elements. They kind of make, to your point, um, jazzier music really appealing. Because I don't typically find jazz very appealing, straightforward jazz. Because it sucks. You just just don't understand it. You just don't understand it. Because it's fucking shit. (laughs) I like. But this is super, super. Oh. (laughs) You all sound very uneducated. It's funny because we live across from like a really popular like um, jazz venue. Yeah. The Mousetrap. And uh, I've been there one time, and it was to see a band that was a fusion <laughs> band. Like one I hell of a uh, <laughs> jazz venue. I thought he was going to say the jazz that's kitchen. That's what I thought he was going to say. <laughs> very, very Wait, really? That's across the street from jazz us? place, the, the mousetrap. I mean, so it's you. over on college. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that shows you my knowledge of <laughs> jazz destinations around or, or us. Or food. <laughs> or, well, yeah, I don't trust jazz kitchen food. It's like, what's the name Cajun of that jazz grill? place? The something I don't kitchen. trust it. The okay, okay. The is jazz a- answer me We've this. Lost focus. Is this going to be the guy who makes you top quality food without spitting in it? The guy who says, "Yeah, I'm 33 and I uh I work in the kitchen in a jazz venue." Is that the guy you want making your food? Yeah. Really? Food. No, in Indiana, Ty, not in Nashville, okay? You've forgotten well, how I mean, how close to the bottom of the bucket we scrape lot, in this state. A lot state. of times the musicians work in the kitchen. Okay, hey, did that your music fair. just skip? I'd rather a jazz usually, guy than a reggae guy. Usually they have culinary degrees. Your music changed. Oh, what? Yeah, it's oh. playing my band. It's on, it's on shuffle. shuffle. That's cool. That's cool. You know, just the, that level, was a spoiler of, alert. Just the level of quality that you can come to expect <laughs> here on Heard That. Hey, by the way, the name of this episode is record. called Enough Shrooms to Kill a Horse. Enough Shrooms to Kill a Horse. You got it, buddy. Just for you. Anyways, I'd like to open you it up to you guys. I know, I think most of you have heard of and heard this band before. So uh, I, I'm curious what your thoughts on this album were and, and the, on this band as a whole. Love that band. Love that record. Love that band. <laughs> love that record. <laughs> well, Deep. when you said Future Island, Deep. I was like, oh, I've been listening to that band for like 10 years. Uh, I was totally thinking of Fang Island. Um, so I, I'm, I only know that one single that you just played. So okay. Never mind. From the album Singles. Which is kind of funny when you think about it. Is that what it's called? It is, and it's funny because I would describe this album as an album of singles, as independently incredible songs. Yeah. I think you've got three kinds of albums on the whole. You've got albums with singles and filler. You've got albums where the whole thing flows together like one piece. And then you've got albums that are all singles, like this. Mm -hmm. And I would say this is definitely the most rare of the three. Mm -hmm. And I think every single song on this album is very distinguishable and independently uh, gripping. But anyways, yeah. 
Aaron, have you ever listened to this band? I know we've talked to you about them before. I've listened to them a little bit. I saw their performance on, what was it again? Uh, um, Letterman. 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 Or Kimmel. They were on Kimmel yeah. more recently. Yeah, and I thought their performance was awesome. His vocals take a minute to get used to, but I you think, think so? overall it's, it's I can dig. Well, he, he does, does like a lot of he does the growl, the weird yeah, like growl stuff. of that stuff, and it takes a little. It kind of I don't know. It itched my ear a little bit. And he bit. does it even more live, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he does this weird like, it's almost like a death growl. That's how because Justin, mm. as always, Justin showed me this band. And like what Tim he, Allen from Home Improvement. <laughs> what what he said? It Ow. is a little bit. He was like, that's what exactly what Justin said. He was like, oh, yeah, it's a jazz band, but the vocalist does death growls. And I was like, show me. <laughs> but surprise, surprise, the music's really good. He does it a little towards the end of the album. Not yeah. much, but a little bit. Well, he does it a lot on the next song after this one I have queued up, which is Fall From Grace. Um, if we run out of time, I might just skip ahead to it so you guys can hear what I'm talking about. Ty, have you ever listened to this band before? Yeah, I've heard this song. I don't. I, maybe some other stuff by him, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I well. If I, I heard it, I would recognize it. But like yeah. I said, when you said when you said Future Islands, I was thinking Fang Island the whole time. So. Well, at least you were listening. I can't I can't fault you too much for that. <laughs> <laughs> just cut out everything he just said and just put in his little love that band, love that record. It'll be perfect. Just, cut, just overdub it over his mouth, and, obviously and moving. In. I was yeah. just watching motocross videos on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> You did that one to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead to the part in that song where he does the growls. This song is super good. It's called Fall from Grace. Um, they're so good at making really not heavy music sound really heavy. I don't get it. This is my fall music, for sure. And guess what season it is? PSLs and Uggs. It's fall. <laughs> So this is my band right now. Uh, so good. He's going to do it here in a second. Which, in their terms, a second is like half a minute. So <laughs> <laughs> Their songs are very drawn out. Here we go. How do you make that fit? What kind of a musical <laughs> genius makes that fit? Right? Am I right? Am I crazy? You guys are all just staring at me. There's a video of him uh, at Amoeba Music, yeah. big record store. Oh, and yeah. He's talking about hip hop, like 90s hip hop. And it's like, he has such a vast musical knowledge. It's yeah. incredible. Like, he's a huge, he's really into jazz. He's really into hip hop. He's really into rock. He's, yeah. he's like all over the place. But his knowledge of it is incredible. Like, tracing the roots wow. of all this music. Yeah. And I that's think that's, really that's cool. what it takes to get to this point. Based upon this album especially, I do like some of their older albums. This is for sure my favorite, um, which is like a, a basic fan thing to say. I like the album they got famous on. The other ones, mm, not for me. <laughs> um, but I, he, he strikes me as one of those people who kind of use music uh, genres as all just like one big bucket. You know what I mean? To and, draw from and then use. And right, yeah. right, which I think is great. It's weird to – I mean, we've talked several times about how – um, genre combination is kind of the future of innovation for music. Yeah, and uh, and I think they're I think they're doing some great stuff, and I hope they continue to do stuff. Future Islands, if you're listening, I know you are. Put out a new album now, yesterday. All right, all right. That's enough of me blathering on. Uh, I'm gonna open it up to my dude, Aaron. Aaron, you ready for this? 
I believe I am. Okay, here you go. Classic Bang Green Day. Children. What if it was? What if it was? I'm so sorry, Aaron. I changed my mind because I knew Derek would give me shit. I'm not even about kidding. Green Day? Let me tell you that about band is the album Dookie. <laughs> <laughs> and how it's changed my junior high life. Do you notice how they use the same chord structure for every song? <laughs> <laughs> so inventive. Children, let me tell you about an album called Sabbath. Bloody Sabbath. <laughs> um, so earlier this year, I had the privilege of going to see Black Sabbath Live, which was pretty sweet. Were they black? They were black. I they wore much black clothing. And uh, they play. I went through their discography before the show just to kind of get a little. I had never really gone through everything. I knew the hits and what have you, but um, decided to go through the discography. This album stuck out to me more than any of them, um, mainly because of the background to it. So I'm going to give a little bit of history leading up to, if you will, real quick, if you're okay with it. Ready. <clears throat> Here we go. So. Basically, you've got your classic albums have already been in the past. You've got uh, the self-titled debut. You've got Paranoid already, which basically plays like a greatest hits record. Mm. Uh, Master of Reality is already in the past. And uh, an album called Volume 4. Volume 4 basically was just made underneath the influence of cocaine. Oh, so very cool. Very basically cool. just did a bunch of cocaine and made that record. Love nose, ripping nose, nose beers. beers. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. We got, a high five. we got a high five for something to do with cocaine. <laughs> I just love when, when we get on the same page about nose beers. That's all. <laughs> so anyways, um, after that album, basically, this band becomes trash. They, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it boils down to. They just trash. are too high on cocaine. They can't think of anything. They can't write anything. Uh, Tony Iommi played a show, and then on his way off the stage, he just passed out. <laughs> Um, real rough times for Black Sabbath. So, coming into this album, they try to go back to their favorite studio out in Los Angeles to record a new album, and they still can't think of anything. No inspiration. <laughs> um, they had, apparently, and this story was kind of weird, I thought, but they had this room, apparently, that they really liked at the studio in Los Angeles. And apparently, when they went back to try to record it again, there was this ginormous synthesizer that took up the entire room <laughs> that apparently Stevie Wonder put there. Huh. That's amazing. I don't know. So they're out of inspiration, nothing to do. So they do the one thing that any band should do when you don't have inspiration, and is that is they go back to England and rent out a castle. Oh, yeah. Um, and begin practicing and writing songs in the dungeon of the castle, <laughs> might I add. Phenomenal. Very Metalocalypse. And so that's where the, the very first song that they wrote in the dungeon of the castle was um, uh, the, the title track there, um, which is known, the main riff there is known as the riff that saved Sabbath, which is pretty cool. Mm. The rest of the record, I love it mainly because it's the heaviest thing I think they ever put out as a whole. Um, but real quick, I wanted to pull up the track listing here. On his Google Pixel. Are you seeing this, Jordan? I did see that. I He's noticed. That was the first thing I noticed when I walked in the room. I've been, I've been staring at it everybody. this whole time. What's that? I've just been staring at his phone yeah. the whole time. <laughs> so anyways, first two tracks, like super heavy. Some of the heaviest stuff they've ever written. But I love the honesty of this band. Track three is just called Fluff. <laughs> and literally, that is an acoustic instrumental song. <laughs> Wonderful. It literally is Fluff. But it's kind of nice to have it right there because basically they have songs that start kicking you in the teeth again right after that. 
have a song right there uh, after Fluff called Sabracadabra. And Sabracadabra. As in they wedged their own name into They did wedge their name in there. Wedged it right in. And uh, Sabracadabra, and one of the interesting things I thought about that song is at the end of the song, there's a lot of like sound type things going on. And apparently it's because Ozzy just started cursing a whole bunch at the end of the track. And so what? they added in a what? <laughs> they had a bunch of sound effects to like essentially bleep him out. Oh my gosh! I don't know why he started cursing a bunch at the end of that song. Um, and then killing yourself to live. I think that's one of the heaviest songs they've ever written. So uh, that's got to be one of my favorite Sabbath tracks right there. And then uh, other than that, I just love the overall feel of the lyrics for Sabbath on this one. Mainly that. Uh, well, my favorite thing about Sabbath is they were always this band from, like, a crappy side of London, you know, just in a, a, a crappy neighborhood. And they came up in a time when everybody was talking about flower power and gross peace and love and all this <laughs> kind of stuff. And they would hear about it on the news, all this stuff going on in San Francisco. And they were a band that just completely couldn't relate to it. And uh, a band that wanted to talk about the world that they saw so i was mm. i always love the fact that their lyrics are super honest about you know darker things but at the same time um the last track is just uh an example of why black sabbath is one of my favorite all-time bands and it's just because in that song um you have the sort of uplifting lyrics but done very well not cheesy um but there's just, you know, they spend most of the album talking about some pretty heavy, dark material. Um, but then the final track is really just about um, looking at the positive things and, and thinking back on his life and things that he's thankful for, uh, which has been highly influential on the lyrics that I've written over time. Um, I've always tried to be honest about, you know, things that I observe in the world, but at the same time... Um, mention the things that keep me going at the same time i think it's important so i don't know that's a little quick run through of sabbath bloody sabbath the only other thing i'd want to mention is i do believe that is the greatest artwork of all time um or at least arguably i'm gonna pull it up here so we that can is see the oh uh, that's nice. that is just the greatest um and the only thing i really know about that is that apparently the concept to it is the front cover is a um a bad death is what they considered it, and the back cover is a good death. Hmm. Um, and so the front cover is like this dude laying in a bed with a bunch of demons attacking him, and then of course you got the headrest with the six 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 on it. Oh, that bad. is gnarly. That's bad. Um, yeah. And uh, James Hetfield, my boy, my hmm. boy James Hetfield. Papa Het. Papa Het. Uh, this album cover is literally what got him into metal. He saw this in his brother's room and was like, I got to listen to whatever that is. That is gnarly because I don't know how they would have made this other than to just photograph people in those positions. Yeah, and then yep. layer it on top of each other. And it kind of looks like a couple of his demons are like Abraham Lincoln <laughs> with boobs. But <laughs> <laughs> this one right here. Sounds definitely. hilarious. Wish I could see whatever the hell you're talking about. Skill. <laughs> <laughs> I think All right, that should be the like title. <laughs> so that's my two cents. There it is. Beautiful. I've I don't think I've ever actually listened to this album. Me either. I was a Dio fan, so you know mm. it's pretty much one or the other after Heaven and Hell. But uh, this Teach sounds own. pretty Teach freaking own. great. I'm always I've always been an Aussie guy. Yeah, I'm an Aussie guy. 
he is a great songwriter, despite having one of the most like drug rotted brains of any celebrity <laughs> ever. Like he makes, I That's mean, a wonderful drug rotted brain. This is this is embarrassing that I, I'm not getting his name immediately. Keith Richards, he yes. just did a he just did a documentary with Netflix, yes. in which he was fully coherent. It was a sweet documentary. We Sound watched it together, didn't we, uh, Ty? Sound City, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super cool. But he's widely considered to be like the most druggy guy ever in the music world, I guess. Pretty much. For the most part. And yet he can still string a freaking sentence together and not go missing every week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ozzy can't keep it together, man. Ozzy, I know you're listening. Keep it together, man. I think sobriety is too far away from you at this point, but, you know, just hold on. Jeez. Anyways, what are you guys' thoughts on this? Yeah, that's that's great. It's good. I, I have yeah. uh, a, a fun fact about this song. Ooh, uh, let's have it. Sabra Cadabra. Okay. There's a guitar pedal with that name. That are you serious? Emulates the guitar tone for Black Sabbath. That's really cool because this is a Who's really good sounding guitar tone. It's a uh, cattle inbred. I don't know that brand. That it basically makes the sound of the Laney amps going through a Range Master. Like the treble booster thing. Okay. Just makes it sound like super distorted and nasty. I've not used their amps. I've used their cab, but so I don't really know what their amps sound like. But whatever. Sounds cool. Sure. It does. It sounds really <laughs> it sounds cool. Like I love this, the guitars awesome. on this. It sounds super cool. It's crazy. A lot of recordings in like this genre, so to speak, and at this time, all had like that similar sound with the drums. That's really weird. Where it's super dry, mm. and there's like no. Room or reverb or anything. It's just and then really dry. 10 years dry. later, the 80s put reverb on everything. <laughs> More <laughs> reverb. <laughs> bah. It was their way of masking terrible production. <laughs> bah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. All right, Aaron, thank you for bringing that album, that sweet, sweet album, to our attention. Uh, I appreciate before, you bringing an actual, like, before you classic. Start mine. That, yeah, that's really cool, man. Give me, give me a, give me a heads up. I'll give you a heads up. I'm gonna All pause right. for station, station identification really quick. Uh, this is heard that that you're listening to right now. In case you forgot, um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. No one cares, Derek. Let's get going. At heard that pod at all those locations. Hey, what the hell and are we doing here? Please, please subscribe. It's an on advertisement. Awesome. And uh, also pay for our stuff. Buy Jordan's vinyls. Buy. Derek's <laughs> stuff. Bang. All these my car repairs. Hey, guess what? I told Derek this friends. the other day, guys. I actually, uh, I got, <laughs> I got a little bit drinky drink, and then uh, <laughs> bought a bunch of software to clean my Mac. To which Derek called me the next day and said, "You don't need that stuff. That software, co- like your Mac, doesn't need stuff bought." <laughs> so you pay me sixty-four dollars, listeners. Pay me sixty-four dollars that I spent. Paid sixty-four dollars for like. Did you buy McAfee Ma- software? Malware cleaner. No, 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 it was sketchy. It wasn't even real stuff. <gasps> Ty, no. Uh, no. This he is at hacked. two a.m. I was like leaving was like, the bar and forgetting to pay my tab. I was like, dude, <laughs> check your bank account. Check your bank account because they probably took money from you. And he's like, no, they didn't. Just the sixty-four dollars. And I was like, oh yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> they took that from you. <laughs> yeah, that was you, a good enough scam. You, you authorized it though, yeah. so well, yeah, I, bu- I bought one for forty dollars and another software for fourteen dollars. <laughs> oh, I just gosh. went in and deleted them both. <laughs> one was like Mac Protector, and the other one was like yeah, Mac I, Mac Backup. Yeah, or I, weird like I that. I'm like, you have the no time machine. Yeah, I woke up machine. and texted Derek, and I was like, Derek, I need your help cleaning my computer. <laughs> 
This is what I do. It's I'm a digital janitor. That's what I am. Yeah. So in a way, Jordan, I guess we're both janitors. Ah. Yeah. You're a janitor of the feces of the Lord's people. <laughs> I'm a janitor of the mismanaged files digital world. of the digital world. Yeah, yeah, the feces of Ty's drunken stupor. We're not so different, you and I. I get digital poo on my hands. You get human poo on your hands. Uh, that's, Anyways, that was actually how my week went. So. Justin, uh, heads up. Sweet. Right, Hold I'm, on. I'm going to try and do this in the style of the band. Should I play them behind you? Is that what you would like? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just, just let me know when you're going to start. Go. <clears throat> okay. Founded in March of 1993 in the city of Parkersburg, West Virginia, yes. this band will soon be releasing their 11th full-length album. They brought us the seminal albums... Where Blood and Fire Bring Rest, Liberate, Teex, and Ferris, and the album I present to you today, Parade of Chaos, the one, the only, Zayo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was so good. That's that's what I did today. How many times did you practice that? Uh, Like 10. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That was so good. I'm so tempted to start oh, coming man. in and talking on top of you to see yeah, right? that dual effect. I feel like I just jazzed and in my pants. And while Justin is talking, I will begin talking. <laughs> that was so, so great. So I, I will say that this, um, I probably wouldn't say that this is the best Zayo album, but okay. this is the album that basically got me into heavy music. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, Aaron and I, our first band... The first show we ever played as musicians was in a little coffee shop in Plainfield. Probably okay. the best show we ever played. In like 2002. <laughs> it had to be like 2002 because I think that's when this album came out. Okay. I wore, I wore a cowboy hat. Yeah. And we did the no. uh, we did How the thing. How old were you? How old were you? <laughs> uh, 15, I think. We Jeez, did the thing man. where you wear the... We, you wear the short sleeve shirt, but then you have a long sleeve shirt yeah, under yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to do that. That was a thing. It was. <laughs> it was so cool. cool. Let's bring it we back. Had pants <laughs> that had like stripes going down the side of them. Yeah, yeah like track pants almost. Yeah, like yes. Han Solo pants. That's awesome. But yeah, uh, you're basically just dressing exactly like Han Solo with so that the, outfit. <laughs> the place, the place next door was this uh, Christian bookstore. Okay. And. Uh, I'd never really listened to this band before, uh-huh. and the reason I bought this band, or this album, the reason I buy anything, okay. is that the design work was incredible. And that's accurate. That's accurate for this and album. And so, um, if you if you look at the artwork, um, it, it says Zayo across the front, and it has a hole in the middle. I paused it to um, look at the artwork. I'm real smart, so, you guys. <laughs> nope, I just unplugged my phone. Uh-oh. Here we go. We're back. Is that, this uh, a parade of chaos? Uh, <laughs> oh, uh oh. <laughs> chaos reigns. That's why I'm not allowed um, to play with But the, uh, the, the hole in the center, <laughs> the hole in the center is actually like a die cut through the entire booklet. Oh, and the, the, oh. when you open it up, the lyrics spiral out from that center. You know, you could probably uh, actually put cool. your penis through that hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yep. You know. I, I don't think I could. <laughs> The hole's too big. No, my penis is too short. No, no, no. My I would just no, 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 no. My penis is too short. It wouldn't make it through uh. the cover. <laughs> I got to about page two. But the, apologies uh, to any of our female listeners <laughs> if there are any. There are zero. Nope, not so, for this uh, show. Uh, like a couple years ago, I got rid of like all the CDs I had. Okay. Except I for that. I kept twenty of them, and this was one of them. 
because it was like you know sense. one of the first bands that got me into like metal heavier stuff i'd yeah. listened to like blindside and stuff like that before yeah but this was the first thing that had like you know screaming for the majority of it i guess for sure for sure yeah. another album from that same day pax oh yeah 17 oh my yep. gosh get yep. out of town records. that's what you those got two right records Engage. were bought that day yeah. 17 uh-huh. yes those two yep. records were yep. incredible <laughs> But here's Rap the real. Punk. Here's the. This album is incredible. The kids no have question. no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. So here's. A, I got a two-parter for everyone because of what Justin said. Number one, just because that's what he said. What's the album that got you into heavy music? Assuming you are into heavy music. Two. What's your favorite Zayo album? Uh oh. Are you asking all of us? All of us. Uh, all of us. I can't. Uh, can I guess ties? Oh yeah. I think the the album that got Ty into heavy music is. Um, the Say O Sleeper it? album. Haste the Day Coward? Oh. Eh, Haste the Day Coward? <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> it came out like last one. year, so. When I Am God that's by O Sleeper. That's when you got into it, right? When I Am God by O Sleeper? I really liked no, when I Am God came out pretty made a crap like, that, was, that was a couple years later. Under Oh, okay. It, it was Haste the Day, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Too Dreamer? bad. Bummer. Burning Bridges? Burning Bridges, yeah. Oh, that was for, it me, for me. 94 hours of the song by as they lay dying <laughs> and then just a whole bunch of devil Wars prada stuff i came up in a yeah, rough time gross. it was their first album when they were like even they would i think admit that they were pretty gross at that point just like the sounds were I awful pl- i played a show with those guys that would have been off of the album that and, i got uh, into and as i your first album we they opened for us actually <laughs> In Richmond, Indiana. <laughs> That's awesome. Who is this? I'm sorry. Devil Wears Prada. Oh, Devil Wears. <laughs> of course they opened for you guys. Oh, they were the biggest jerks ever. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'm not They're surprised. They shocking. seem very pretentious from videos I've seen of them. Let's get those favorite Zayo records out there. Okay. Uh, when Water and Fire. Stay on subject. Blood or, and Fire. Blood and Fire, yeah. I think. He doesn't even know the name of it. How yeah. can he actually like it? <laughs> I'm terrible with names of things. Name three get, songs. <laughs> Name your favorite band. Yep, that's a good band. <laughs> Either that or All Else Failed, which I know is pretty controversial. Just avoiding I don't think many people. Like he's just avoiding Yeah, it. he's just jumping around it. Oh, I am. I don't like Just the, bouncing uh, all around it. I don't like the eye. It's looking at me too much. <laughs> what eye? Anything with Sean Jonas. <laughs> what the heck are you guys talking about? All right, Aaron, what's your favorite? Uh, Liberate's mine. Really? Oh, okay. That was the first one I heard. Okay. Yeah, sure. I got a solid state That'll always sampler. Do it. Gotcha. Yeah, it was, That'll always do it. That record. It's, it's, cr- it's weird because. Oh, sorry. I interrupted. Yes, you did. We do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Ty, what's your Come favorite? On, what's your favorite Zayo uh, record? Zayo. If you, assuming you have one. If you don't, that's fine. It's my own Zayo, Zayo record. You understand yeah, why? As, as someone who grew up in Indiana, it's important that you know about Zayo, right? You know why. I did. Yeah, because I, I we do, broke him up. The Emerson is such a terrible venue that we broke Zayo up. <laughs> but they're coming back. Oh yeah, have you heard the new stuff? Oh, it's yeah. good. It's, it's awesome. real really good. cool. It's a lot more like droney kind of, um, but it feels aggressive like their old stuff. Mm-hmm. But did yeah, they, did they take a break for a little bit? A long bit. That's yeah. what I thought. Say Eleven yeah. years. Because I knew Indiana, that I heard that Indiana they broke that band up. Eleven years? Yeah, probably. Ty, I'm going to give you the abridged version. They have a documentary all about it. Their drummer, who is, I think, a founding member, yeah. is a phenomenal tool that they all hate, but somehow they kept him in the band, even though he was, like, 
turning everyone in the band against each other. Is his other. name Jesse Smith? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Jesse Smith. Of so in Jesse Smith and the Holy Ghost. Uh, Jesse Smith, you suck if you're listening. So like and right after they formed, they formed in '93. In '97, everybody quit the band except for Jesse. Yep. And then they released. Uh, we're blood and fire. Mm-hmm. Sure part, right? Yeah, right. That's yeah, why I love it because it's such an angry album. Really? You never could understand what they're saying. We had to but look <laughs> <it up>. anyway, <laughs> any, <laughs> we to well, it's because it. they layer like four different we vocals to, on it, look it up all talking. So they they mistake. all they all leave, and then the band's just a disaster for a, a lot more years after that. <laughs> Although they put out great music, yeah, uh, all because of the drummer. And then finally, they were playing the Emerson in 2001. I want to say. I don't remember. Something like that. Early 2000s. And um, and they were just like, you know what? Screw you. We're done with this. And the band breaks up at the Emerson. And now there's no original members left. Right. It's a totally different <laughs> band, which is kind of crazy. But, uh, yeah, I'm very excited for their new stuff. Very excited. Thank you for bringing this to the table, mm-hmm. Justin. Mm. Those vocals oh, those are, are just, so they're just nasty. So they're just gnarly, gnarly, gnarly vocals. Okay, all right, um, Jordan. That that brings us to you, my fair man. Anything? Uh, do I need to prepare you? Do you have any speeches? I don't have any speeches. <laughs> well, I no. just want to say, <laughs> what a disappointment. <laughs> I know. How, how can I follow that up? Right? <laughs> I don't have a whole day to prepare like that. Can I tell one? You're too story busy cleaning poops. <laughs> I'm too yeah, too busy Jordan, doing you need stuff. To introduce your album in a low voice like this. You got to do the Justin thing. <laughs> can I tell one story real quick? Yes, you can. Go for it, Ty. I don't I don't November want to take away from Jordan's time. So, <laughs> 2006. <laughs> what? What, Ty? On, if, if Jordan doesn't November want me to, I, won't, I don't want to take away from his time. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. I'm just trying well, to talk over Ty. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, well, basically, all I'm doing right now is reading an article called 40 Shocking Reasons Why Actors Were Written Off of TV Shows. The rest of us are doing a podcast. Like, Get with it. <laughs> Joey Tribbiani on Days of Our Lives. I'm reading about Dominic. Dom, Dominic We're doing a podcast over here. Dominic Mona, Monahan, the guy who you played Charlie know. on Lost. Oh. The guy well, who played yeah. Charlie on Lost with freaking I, Mary. I am kind of interested. Freaking oh. Mary from Lord of the Rings, Charlie on Lost. How yeah, that's you? it. No, that's him. It's, this is Wait, what it reads. This is lost. verbatim. Dominic Monahan asked to be written off of Lost because he was seeing Evangeline Lilly, but she dumped him and broke his tiny hobbit heart and he couldn't stand to work with her anymore. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, his, I did not know Lilly. that. Wow. Awesome. I, didn't, I didn't know that okay. either. I just love I'm, the way we I'm happy break I gave up my time for that. <laughs> I'll never forget. Okay, so I'm going to take you on a little journey through through. <laughs> Come with us now on a journey through time and space. Okay, so when I first met these two, Aaron and Justin, um, the, within the first couple months of me meeting them, they had a party at the house that Justin lived at at the time with the bassist in the band that uh, I joined uh, at the time. So Brian. Brian. Hi, Brian. So, so we're all sitting on the back porch. Brian's not listening. Talking. <laughs> talking. And at the time, I am 18 years old, and I'm into year going into year two of dating my now wife, Rachel. And at 18, you're pretty sensitive about either person mentioning people of the other, or you know what I mean? Like those kind of relationship politics that exist. Yeah. Like you say someone's like, oh, she's good looking. And then the other one's like, how dare you? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But I don't look like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that was the first time I ever tried to tiptoe outside of that little box. And it didn't fail because of how gorgeous Evangeline Lilly is. They're talking about her, and I'm kind of sitting there quietly, like I want to, I want to chime in, but 
my girlfriend's right here and I know she wouldn't be happy about that. And so they all just kind of get quiet. And then I just go, great tits. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I knew she would be the one I marry because she just laughed her butt off. (laughs) The thing about Evangeline Lilly is that you could cut off half her hair and just smear poop on her face. (laughs) She would still be attractive. That There's literally, not many that women literally that you can sounds do that like something to. You had that scenario say. prepared. Because <laughs> that's that basically what like they did to her on the show. Like They would said. try to make her look mm-hmm. awful. Oh, yeah. They're like, all right, now take off your dirty clothes. Oh, look how disgusting your undergarments are in this filthy water. And we're all just like... Anyways. All right, Jordan. It's on to you, my good man. On November 21st, 2006, 10 years ago this week... This week. A band released mm. a record called The Devil and God Are Raging Inside of Me. That band is brand new. We've talked about brand new extensively on this podcast. I've kind of dwelled into the, the backstory of this band on episode five, Derek? It was episode five, yeah. Yeah, episode five. We talked about uh, the production the of this record. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> uh, we talked about the production of this record and how it was a huge mess and how they recorded a record. It got leaked. Their hearts were broken. So they said, we're going back to the studio. And they came out with this record. Uh, it's a fantastic record, uh, in my opinion, at least. It was kind of the first... Um, in your opinion. Yeah, right. This, in everyone's yeah, opinion. Yeah, everyone's opinion on Tumblr. Besides uh, <laughs> Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. <laughs> this was their first foray, uh, kind of leaving the pop punk elements behind and moving into some like post-hardcore and more indie rock kind of stuff, but uh, also kind of some conceptual lyrics. Where Dejan Tindu and your favorite record, or your favorite weapon, rather, uh, didn't really have your favorite record. My least favorite record by Brand New. I hate that record. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Good. It's not good. It's not. It's terrible. It's really the production's not. awful. It's really bad. Uh, and all the people saying Dejan Tindu is their favorite record, they didn't even hear Brand New until Daisy came out. Okay, so. just for the record, this band doesn't have any other good albums. That's not true. Daisy. No. Uh, uh, Daisy. Uh, Daisy. No. I like Daisy. Daisy's awesome. You didn't think about what I said. They don't have any other good albums. They have a cavalcade of great songs. Up wrong. Daisy, I love Daisy. You okay, think Daisy, Daisy, is Daisy is a good? Yes. Uh, yeah. I disagree. Respectfully. What about, what about you, Ty? <laughs> we said Daisy's a good album. What do I think about this album? You're right. I said they have a lot of great songs, but no other great albums. But we like Daisy. I don't. I don't know why you do. It's got a lot of great songs on it, but I don't think it's a great album. Heavy. Not like this. This is an iconic album. Ty, I'm looking at you right now. Yeah. What was your question specifically for me? What do you think? Of this album? No, just in general. What are you oh, thinking about? What are you reading about on the internet right now? Butts, probably. What am I doing on the internet? Yeah, motocross. Um, no, I'm reading why Steve from Blue's Clues left. Oh, okay. Oh, well, he well, had we don't a, care about that. Oh, he shaved on, his head second. and went crazy. One uh, second. Someone's what what do you think about... Dang it, I kind of care. Oh, Ty's leaving, guys. Um, you kind of care. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great... Did you hear what Aaron just said? Yeah. <laughs> Dang it, I kind of care. <laughs> Devil and God, though. Guy, I... I brought a record to the table that we've talked about so much. Mm. I feel kind of bad now. No, but don't feel bad. This record is amazing. It is. Front to back. Uh, maybe the my most listened to record. Really? And I have two copies on vinyl. Someone wants to buy Ooh, one. Ooh, I'll take one. <laughs> Dang it, the stupid vinyl. Coming back again. Well, yeah, I, I agree. This is super good. I would definitely consider this a classic, as most people would. And how poignant that you chose it for its 10-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. I feel this like I had my, to. This is my wife and I's fall album. Mm. This really? Is the fall, yeah. 
I always Liz, wonder. This is probably Liz's favorite. Album. I always wonder oddly, what kind of music she listens to other than Christmas music. Weird. Oddly, this is probably literally her favorite album. I have a fat That's guy problem taste, where the 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 belly flab is like the crease here is all sweaty above my fupa. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get some shirt under there to mop uh, that I up. Wish if you only were you were on camera. camera. Yeah. Where does this rank Not in necessary. album covers? Ooh, Ooh, it's up Ooh, there. It's way up Very there. Very high. Man. It's way Very up Very high. I can't think of anything that's better. So me. anyways, Ty is kind of... The, my biggest problem with Ty is that his beard is He's just back. He's so back. gross. Oh, hey, Sorry, Ty. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I came back right when you said that. Wait, did you do Ty. that on purpose? Sorry. Yeah. I I what do you think? What's up? Why did Steve leave Blue's Clues? Uh, so he was balding. Yeah. Yep. He was balding, and he said, this is a quote, uh, I refuse to lose my hair on a kid's TV show, and it's Mm. happening fast. Wow. (laughs) He's never heard of Rogaine or hair. (laughs) My question is, Aaron, are you satisfied? I'm making a bizarre amount of money. (laughs) That quote is priceless. That's amazing. (laughs) It's happening fast. I, I do want to know Ty's opinion because he and I have talked about this record quite a bit and for a long time he gave me a very disappointing review of it. Why? That he was just not into it. You're not allowed to dislike this album. You live in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> You're musically basic. What? <laughs> um, yeah, for a long time my first impression was that uh, of Brand New was their like earlier more uh, they had this like kind of dirty like more not pop punk would you would you say pop punk sort of yeah like on the earlier stuff yeah, yeah. i would just say pop yeah. honestly yeah me personally so maybe i pop, maybe i yeah. heard that and i was like yeah i don't care about this band and then i heard i had a friend who tried to get me into this album uh for a while and i was like whatever and then i'm like around the time i met you um you had talked about it a handful of, like this album had blown up by that point and and everybody was talking about it, and I was like, "All right, I'll check it out. I guess I don't know if I." Apparently, the time that you're referring to, I must not have given it a listen yet. Yeah, but your wife's a big fan of this record too, right? Yeah, because probably... I see it all the time on your Spotify that you're listening to it, but I know it's not you. Oh yeah, it's probably her then. That yeah, that was probably when I started getting into it. Was she was into a lot more of that stuff like that. Like anything grungy, dirty sounding rock, she's super into. So, gotcha. If so I if listen ha- to it, it's probably because of her. So, oh, this part. No, no, no. Some stuff's happening here in the studio. <laughs> Aaron licked my hand and it felt silly. <laughs> so, lay it on me, guys. Put a finger there. I'm gonna lick this. It. I, I think this is one of those very very rare albums that every song is amazing yep yeah so uh oh Uh -oh. people might hate me for Uh this one uh i'm a i'm a product of the 90s and uh derek really hates me for this but like grunge music is my uh my jam Mm-hmm. My jam. I don't hate you for that. You don't hate me for that. I was super I into grunge music when I was young. Okay, I thought maybe you hated me for that. I was a big Seether and Nirvana fan, which, as we can all agree, <laughs> it's about as grungy as it gets. I wish you didn't say Seether. That was a little, <laughs> yeah, that was, a little sucks, that was like painful to hear. <laughs> I know, right? 
But uh, <laughs> they kind of mastered the art of the nice, huh. like those quiet moments mm-hmm. of being. I don't even know how to put it. They're very quiet, very somber, somber. and then all of a sudden, just <laughs> you know, like yeah. all in your face, yeah, yeah. explosive, super loud. Um, so it was good to hear a record like this many, many years later, where they embodied that and um, just doing different things with buildups that weren't super cliche. So many people do the buildup thing, but I thought mm-hmm. they did it in a way that Aaron, was unique. Aaron, we Dude, do that. I, Don't make fun of it I, too much. <laughs> <laughs> we are formulaic, everybody. No, I think I, I, that's where I, our I totally name comes agree from. With what Aaron <laughs> said. I, I think that too many, not too many, but uh, very often it's the build up and then hit this big moment kind of thing and then you know whatever like whatever Aaron just described um but they did a really cool job at it's kind of like just really up and down and not necessarily always building sometimes it's just like specifically on that song sewing seasons just uh up and then down and and that and I love that about that song specifically yeah I played I play guitar hero it's very, it's a very poignant record. I, they don't just like do parts for the sake of having the part in it. They, it's all has a purpose. Yeah. They don't draw things out for an extended period of time, and I really appreciate that. So many bands just mm. will go on and on and on with the same riff, just to slowly build it up incrementally, mm. and that gets really old. But yeah, lyrically, I'm gonna disagree with all you guys on that one. Uh-oh. I love it when bands do that. That's really? why I love bands like This Will Destroy You. They don't do it as much, but See, I love bands constantly that, building. that are constantly building. The songs are really long and droning. I love that kind of music. I love love it, but love I also I, mean, I also love this. But the the part has to serve a purpose. It has to it has to be purposeful. As long as it's not too predictable, mm. you know. Yeah. I'll give you a we prime example. I'll give you a prime example of the kinds of music that I love. Have you ever heard Tactical Nuke by the Acacia Strain? Yes. <laughs> that concept, obviously that's kind of like a s- somewhat silly thing. But basically, for those of you who haven't heard that song, what it is is it's one breakdown that they play over and over again for 12 minutes. Something and it gets like slower that. every time they play it by about 5 BPM. Um, until it's incredibly big and slow and crazy. I love that kind of stuff. I think it's awesome. So uh, deal with that. <laughs> deal with it. Take it. Deal with it. Uh, deal with it. <laughs> Anyways, that's gonna bring us to the end of brand new ten year anniversary. Oh, brand new. We celebrated. See you guys in a year. Jordan, thanks for bringing that to the table. Much appreciate. Much appreciate. And they do have a tour coming up for this, don't they? Yep. For the ten year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I Go to it. It'll be that. incredible. Yeah, that'd be. That'd They're be nice. an incredible live band. Well, anyways, boys and girls, that brings us to Ty the Face Bushman. <laughs> Ty the Face, tell us about this weird band that you're <laughs> presenting to us here today. This band, so the name is pronounced Deus Vale. Um, I think it's a, I, I'm not looking at the um, history or anything, or I sort of am, but I don't have the facts in front of me. I believe the name is a mix of... Um, Greek and French or something like that. Um, I can already it, tell my pants aren't it, tight enough to get it, into this band. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said I can already tell my pants aren't tight enough to get into this band. Uh, but the name means something along the lines of like <laughs> humble servant of God. Um, That's cool. Anyway. That's cool. Oh, it literally I, says right in front of me. Oh, it's Latin and French is, the, is what the name comes from. Oh, sure. Anyway. Anyway, uh, they, this band started in... 
Thanks for being prepared. Uh, I think they started in 2000. <laughs> they, they started in, in Arkansas in 2003. Um, released their first EP in 2006. Um, this album, this out, al- this is their first full-length album. It's called All the Houses Look the Same. Um, it came out in 2007, and the lead singer and the keyboardist are, they were a married couple. They're not together anymore, unfortunately. Bummer. Um, are they still a band? Like they're same not, lineup. They're not still a band. No, they. I think they. Oh, okay. I think they just banned in uh, 2012 or 2013 or something like that. Okay. Um, bummer. But I mean, they they had some great stuff. This album in particular, with the way I the way I kind of approach these classic episodes is like, yeah. What um, what helped shaped my musical brain? Mm-hmm. Not not just music that I like, but um, a lot of the stuff I bring to the table. If I'm into music at all, it in some way affects the way that I play music and how yeah. I write and stuff like that. And this is one that's of my cool. favorite bands that... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, that's that's great. That's exactly, I think, the idea. And I mean, I can definitely hear your kind of style of... Especially style of writing in uh, in this band. I love the guitar work. Yeah. Really cool. Especially this whole song is in is in uh, sevens. and that And you can't tell. In seven eight or yeah. what do you mean? Yeah. Okay. I love when like, bands can take a weird time signature and make it still very catchy. Yeah. So their drummer, their drummer specifically, was really good at coming up with really catchy, like really sly parts. You uh, and I wrote a song in seven eight. We're basically this band. You and I did. Yeah. Thanks for remembering. <laughs> Which one? Oh, it didn't have a name. We didn't get that far with it. It didn't get a name. It didn't happen. That's fair. That's fair. You Man, got when did we write? Oh, okay, it no, my... no, it did have a name. Weird seven eight thing. <laughs> That's a name. Made That's that awesome. Spot. <laughs> yeah, oh, by the way, that reminds me. Uh, Justin, do you remember the time in the Marlboro House when uh, the heating broke and so we had like space heaters no. everywhere well, and it was yeah. like just so like... you guys know. Ty's not referring to a house made of cigarettes. <laughs> this is a house we all used to the live Marlboro on house. on a street called Marlboro Lane. It was the worst place ever. Yeah, we, we spent like $800 a month on, on electrical. Yeah. And remember, remember when the heat went out that one winter? Yep. Oh, yeah. And, For like, dude, that's remember when Derek couldn't afford right to pay the heating bill, I think is what oh, you meant no. to say? I I woke up and I could see my oh, own that's breath that's why you're morning. wearing gloves. Yeah, that's why I'm wearing gloves inside right now. Yeah. <laughs> Do I've they been, allow I, you to wear I just thought it was finger. a fashion thing. Do they no. allow you to wear full finger gloves in Nashville? No, not full finger. It has to have at least a thumb cut off. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah. cool. I just want to make yeah. sure. I don't want to get arrested next time I'm I'm uh, down there. I want to make sure I'm aware of all the customers. The I believe there's police. also a thing about um, coffee. You, your coffee can't have creamer in it, but it also has to have creamer in it. So I don't know how to navigate that one. <laughs> you don't say you want creamer in it, but then you put it in. I don't know. I don't know. I'm only really good at bird law. This song is cool. <laughs> this song is really cool. I am so confused. I have to admit. Yeah, actually, if I can continue real quick, the um, yeah. bird law. This band, <laughs> this band is. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I would be at shows literally every weekend when I was when I was in high school, and I saw this band, and it dawned on me. Um, I know that, like, I mean, you guys all know, like, when I sing, I have a little bit higher of a voice, and part of that is is Who, natural you? but but there was uh, a, a time when that was actually strategic I went to a show at this at this 
little venue that I went to every weekend, and I noticed with this band, because this guy sings really high, um, I was like, oh my gosh, I can actually hear what he's singing, I can hear his melody, I can, I can discern most of his words, um, and it's because of the frequency of like what he's doing is sitting on top of all the music instead of all these other guys that it wasn't most of the stuff that most of the bands that played at this one venue weren't hardcore so it wasn't screaming it was like rock bands with a singer but their where they were where their range was compared to the rest of the mix it it, it just was really sounded like mumbling you know and so that's hmm. this is when I figured out oh my gosh if I can if I can make melodies that are like high pitched enough, they kind of just uh, you can hear them live. I don't know. That w- I know that sounds really dorky, but I was like, I gotta try that out, and then I started trying that it out, does. and then that kind of just went along with my natural voice. And I don't know. I don't really yeah. try to sing like him anymore because he just does a lot of falsetto. Yeah, like, that gets tiring. But um, I do like their lyrics. They ha- they had a lot of uh, really really cool thought to chew on. Uh, and that that was really inspiring to me too the topics of stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely very cool anybody have any thoughts on what we're hearing right now pretty thoughtless pretty thoughtless (laughs) (laughs) Aaron I'm curious what your opinion is of this because I don't think I've ever heard you listen to music like this and I don't know what you think about it that's because I don't know what I think about it oh well that's fair I I think it's my first time hearing them actually and I think that there are aspects of it I like but I'd have to have to sit with it for a minute for mm-hmm. sure for sure it it kind of reminds me of uh, Copeland oh yeah. yeah yeah oh man okay God, so remember when we saw them live and that was oh, a they disaster were terrible. oh they were so bad Ooh, I really hope Ty got kicked in the balls Ty and I know this guy um, who is uh, just an avid supporter of Green Day, but he named his little baby Copeland. So I'm hoping he's that's, listening. Uh, that's two mentions of Green Day on this episode. <laughs> I think okay, it's, it's gotta I happen. Do, I do want to talk about this because Ty and I got into a tiny spat on Facebook. We didn't recently. get into a spat, and I'm not. It wasn't talk a spat. That's not boy, dude. On who? Oh no, I'm not talking about him. Okay. I'm just talking about the issue that that post was about. About Green Day, don't you? Don't you talk about Green Day. We're going to be talking about Green Day. Don't oh, you gosh. close out the Can episode. I tell a story Don't you talk about, about Dale yep. real fast? Yeah, tell a story. Uh, that album that we just were listening to, I bought that, or I, maybe I asked for it for Christmas. Someone bought me the CD. Yeah. Mm. Compact disc. Those yeah. were the days. Those were, those were things. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Dance I got Vail? it. And I opened CDs it up. for Christmas. <laughs> I opened it up, and it was like Casting Crowns or something. It was a different oh, disc. Oh, no. And what? so I've literally never listened How to that band that before, happen? Ty. <laughs> I don't know. It was amazing. And by amazing, someone at the Christian so, bookstore uh, stole the your Deus Veil CD music. in exchange uh, so for casting. Yeah, crowds. I got. I got. Well, jokes got, on them. The band's clearly of the devil. The husband and wife got divorced. That's true. So, straight but, to hell. Yeah. So I never listened to that band. I guess I forgot about it after a while. I was like, <laughs> That's I so funny, dude. Uh, oh my god. Okay. So here's the thing that happened. I think. <laughs> crazy. I think you guys might have all heard about this. So the AMAs, the American Music Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, Green Day was given the chance to perform, which is a big move for their career because their career is in the toilet. Um, <laughs> I'm out. I'm going to leave this phone call. 
Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm genuinely, I want a group consensus because I'll admit when I'm wrong if I'm provided with information that proves that I'm wrong. But I still like the band, so what does it oh, matter? I, hey, hey, and my point here is not to say that you shouldn't like this band or that they're not deserving of your affection. You have every right to love this band. That's right, if you I like do. their songs, if you like it, boom, good. You like it. That's not the conversation. The conversation is simple. So back to what happened. They, at the AMAs, they break out, they steal a rant from some protesters. Um, the the famous anti-Trump rant, the um, no Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA, no Trump, no KKK, no fascist. You sing it over and over and over again. It's so, a horrible thing to repeat. Right. So they, they – That could, that could <laughs> so easily get mixed up and just they could be cheering for Trump and fascists right. in the USA. <laughs> Go instead of no. Yeah. So anyways, they, they do this multiple times and everyone's like, wow. Good for them. They uh, they said a thing that other people say. Good for them. Um, but my point was, I think something I said with the post was, when you were a has-been 20 years ago and you're trying to stay on the map, <laughs> and and there were there was a lively discussion in the comment section about whether or not Green Day is still a big band. It wasn't posted. that lively. I just said, hey, I like it wasn't this band. That, not Derek just posted. between you and I. There were a couple people commenting. That's all I mean. There were a couple oh, gotcha. commenters who disagreed. Some agreed. Um, and so then I just, uh, because I'm, I just love arguing on Facebook, you guys, I can't get enough of it. I posted some links to their album sales and sure enough, American idiot, which came out early two thousands, um, which I'll be honest. I like songs on that album. Maybe their biggest record when it came out. Oh, f- as far as sales numbers go by okay. far. Um, they did here. I'll pull up the numbers. Why not? And I even like some Green Day songs. Novocaine. Uh, Novocaine's a tight song. September <laughs> as... I thought he was in the room here for a second, the singer of Green Day, <laughs> but it's just Aaron. So that album came out when I was in like junior high, basically, a little bit younger. Um, and I, I really liked it, but that's because at that age, I thought that that was punk music. I didn't know any better. Um, right, I know. A lot. I think a lot of people did. To be fair, just stabbing him. Okay, so well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some digits at you. So, Kerplunk, their first actual album. Um, Nobody listened. They had another release before that, but Kerplunk did four million worldwide, which is pretty pretty great. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, it came out for being ni- their second album, Trump but all, it was right. an independent one, and they weren't big at all. So that's, they, that was on a that was on a label, but it was a tiny right. Label. Yeah, it was on Lookout um, Records though, which and was that's, like nothing. That's current sales, just for the record. Oh, so, never mind. Oh, equivalent okay. of current. Gotcha. Y- yeah, that's that's current sales. So, um, so that don't count. You know, so obviously that's gone up. They, they didn't sell four million when it came out, but anyways, Is that's that very respectable. Ninety one four million was were still great numbers back then. Um, then Dookie came out in ninety four, twenty million worldwide. What about Insomniac? Um, so actually, you know what? That is probably their biggest album by far. Though. And uh, I'm sorry. they were in that movie uh, Angus. Sure. That's Anybody? right. Anyone? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Insomniac came out in '95 and did uh, twenty two million one hundred. Uh, they, they don't have the worldwide sales numbers, but based upon what I've seen with these other albums, we can speculate it's somewhere between three and four million. Then Nimrod comes out in '97, two million again, potentially three to four million worldwide. Right. 2000 warning comes out does about a million uh so maybe about two or three million worldwide mm, then they dye their hair back black and, and throw their careers away then, um, <laughs> then american idiot came out in 2004 and Sold worldwide for that billion copies not even close the worldwide for that was 14 million mm. i was um, close and then and then the drop-off happened and now they're on broadway people got what they wanted out of that and then they put out in 2009 so 
five years later, to be fair, any band that waits five years between albums is going to have a drop off. Twenty mm. first century breakdown. Not Metallica. One million in the U.S. <laughs> Next album, Uno, in two thousand twelve, two hundred and fifty thousand in the U.S. Then Dose, sixty nine thousand in the U.S. Then Trey, which these were all released within a couple months of each other. Yeah, and those are all. It's basically by, uh, like a bundle. The individual right. musicians, right? Yeah. So combined for all of them, they didn't even hit a million for all three. Um, they did two fifty six, sixty nine thousand, and one hundred fifty five thousand, and then they just put out Revolution Radio, and it's only done one hundred twenty thousand. Obviously, digital play has some effect on that, but even if it, even if digital plays took out fifty percent of their listener base, they're still not even coming close to that. So my only point was not that Green Day isn't a good band or that you shouldn't be their fan or like them because that's I you know like whatever band you want to like go nuts, but they're not a big band anymore. As compared to the num the in the whole not in their genre, not in not for bands that have been around since the nineties in the spectrum of music, they're not big anymore. Big bands are still selling two million an album. I, I can agree with that. I mean, that, that those are still big numbers, but they're still. Oh like, yeah, they're not a local doing? band. They're not a local. I don't know what their tour is. I doing. bet you that they still. Yeah, they're. I would it, say yeah, they're they still. still and, it and out. that's exactly what I said: is that they're a greatest hits band. Yeah. I, right. I, I would agree with that. Blink One Eighty Two is now a greatest hits. Well, no, they did just put out a Dynamite album. I can't call them that. Which we reviewed on episode two. Episode two. Um, but they're a greatest hits band, and. I just wanted to see if we're all on the same page about that. I haven't even heard Revolution Radio. It came out, I think, straight to Spotify. I stopped listening to him before American Idiot. Yeah. (laughs) I stopped listening to him after American Idiot. Like that? Well, I guess I listened to that album, and I was like, no, we're done. (laughs) No more, please. I'm full. Green Day is canceled. (laughs) Green Day is canceled. That's phenomenal. Okay, I, I was just I was just curious to see I if I was way off base with that. Brain Stew was probably one of the first songs I learned on guitar. Really? Yeah. That album, that Insomniac, that's going to be on the next classics. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Darn it. All right. Darn Anyways, it. that's going to bring us... Uh, Darn it. Darn it. <laughs> that's going to bring us to a close today. Uh, I've been your buddy, Derek. I've Here. been your buddy... Oh, cut you off. Sorry, fool. Tie. <laughs> Tie out. I've been Jordan. Bye. He's been Jordan. See you, boys and girls, another time. Okay, bye. Bye. Be good. Alright. Yeah, dude. I gotta go. So, I gotta pee.